mother says he was a normal happy boy until he became obsessed with black metal music. Rock and roll! Sounds like Christian Rick. Heavy metal music. Groups promote satanic worship. They're anti-peace and anti-life. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Metal Face Podcast, episode 2. I hope you're all doing well out there. Episode 2. made it to episode 2. Can you believe it? Episode 2. Episode 2. I can't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't made any mistakes so far. Mm, We'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just revel in the success of getting to episode 2 in less than 5 years for a moment. Yeah, yeah. So my name is Ben. I am one of the free hosts here. I'm joined by my good friend Josh. Josh, say hello. Hello, Ben. Hello, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also joined by Tom. Hey, Ben. Hey, Josh. How you doing, guys? Not bad. Alive and well. So, tell me. (laughs) (laughs) So on this week's episode, we will be covering Ulcerate with their album Staring to Death and Be Still. We'll be discussing System of Downs, Hypnotize, and we'll also be covering XDO with Immortal Wars. But before we get to that, I think we we each have some apologies to make for our, our crimes in episode one. We've already done it. We've already done it. Well, what happened, guys? Yeah, who, who wants to go first? I'll stand f- proud in my shame. I think your crime yeah. was most heinous, so maybe yeah. you should go first. So I'd like to um, address this apology specifically to um, uh, the Senate and the people of Rome. Anyone who's ever studied history for <laughs> mixing up Punic War 2 and Punic War 3. Oh my oh, god. Is that what they're god. called? Yeah. Punic War 2. Well, not the second Punic War. The, Punic I, I, War 2. It's, it's called the second. Return of the it's Punic the, War. Isn't that the second? <laughs> It's like Punic War 3. It's like the sequel. Yeah, Josh, we've already pissed off the Senate and the entire Roman state. Don't do it anymore. We don't need well, any more trouble. Jesus, man. As I understand it, a sensible title for Punic War 2 would be Punic War 2, Carthage Strikes Back. So, mm. But no, I think it's just called the, the first, the second, and the third. But you can call, you can call it World War 2 or WW2. That's true. So, World War 3? Yeah. Mm. No, hopefully not. Um, but anyway, the point is, I very foolishly mixed up which one was which when discussing... That is ridiculous. The only thing that's yeah. more ridiculous than that, though, is me confusing Mesmerize with Hypnotize. I mean, I've got to say, <laughs> I think, to some extent, fair enough, they were recorded the same year. Yeah. They are. Not letting you off the They hook. are kind of the same album. So, <laughs> but then when album? I was listening to Mesmerize, I was like, where's the... the- Where's the songs that I where like what what's going on? And then and then of course I realised yeah no I'm thinking of a different album. You picked yeah. the wrong bloody album. I know. Are, are you, <laughs> you sure you weren't just like really nostalgic about a not very good album? Uh, like, <laughs> and I was like oh fuck I better back out and say I I meant a different album. Yeah, she meant toxicity. You know uh, it's like an easy mistake to make. But I know why I know why me and Josh have apologies to make. But but what about you Ben? What have you done? Now, what's your uh, sin? Mm. So upon re-listening to the episode which Tom put together, I uh, I noticed I said something pretty unforgivable, a pretty odd thing to say on a heavy metal podcast. Oh no, was this the thing about metalcore fans? No, I don't regret that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still didn't like drums, which is just the most unusual. Oh yeah, you did. What am I saying? Whilst listening to the podcast, realised I spent the entire Judas Priest section praising the drumming. Yeah, because I remember you saying that and being like, well, like what the hell? <laughs> I think I'd found myself down a path and I just carried on down it mm. and then I don't like where I ended up. You so. panicked in the heat of the moment. Yeah, the, the, the bright lights and the podcast pressure got to me and I... I crumbled. Yeah. You doubled down. You said drumming yeah. should be illegal. Drummers everywhere are offended. Mm-hmm. I, I'm offended. So you're a drummer. You've both seen me play drums. Mm, in I've seen you play a cajon. <laughs> 
Sorry, sorry, that, that is a drum. Thank you very much. Thank God. Guys, we were I've meant to be covering... We were, this was meant to be a moment of healing, and we are now just creating more. Listen, mister, you're lucky this isn't live, all right? <laughs> this isn't in person. No, actually, uh, I actually enjoyed seeing you play with that band. Um, what were they called? Pegasus. Pegasus, that you played with yeah. in, in Exeter. That was very cool. Go check them out, guys, on Spotify. I don't, I don't think we, I don't think there's ever been a recording of Pegasus show. <laughs> oh, that would be against be the, like, folk ethos, right? <laughs> You can listen on like a sort of a can and a piece of string. That's the that's the that's the folk punky though. Oh, yeah. Slightly different. Nice. Okay, guys. So if, if we're done with our apologies, um, I've I've got a I've got a bit it's of a... good to get the practice in. <laughs> yeah, every episode's probably going to open this week. Um, <laughs> see what we can do this week. So so yeah, my my news. I've uh, I've finally finally bought my bloodstock ticket for this year. Oh, have you? Ah, I know. I know. I've been saying I'll do it since um, probably last August. Yeah, so... I, I bought mine um, in the summer. Drunken mm. decision. I woke up and I had a receipt on my phone for a bloodstock ticket. Uh, you know, sometimes it's good to get drunk and, and make these decisions. I have not bought a bloodstock ticket. fucking traitor. Do you think you're going to? Are we, are we going to be having a metal face outing to bloodstock? I would really like to, and I'm going to get around to at some stage there may be other events in the world which conspire to prevent me attending potentially but we're not talking about that we're focusing <laughs> on the positive okay <laughs> yeah i think we should say we should have we should talk about bloodstock with the idea that it would be going ahead this year let's just assume that tom you were telling me something about what the organizers have said effectively they're going to do it yeah they basically said look we're planning to do it they're going to start sort of investing in the whole process because obviously putting a festival is on it it doesn't just start in august they need to set things up a long time in advance and they basically said unless they get any direct instruction from the government saying don't do this they're just going to go ahead and start doing it pretty much mm. and they also said that under no circumstances are they going to have a social distance festival i just don't see how that would work that it's all or nothing really you just uh mm. you go to a festival to have fun and socialize and be shoulder to shoulder with people in a crowd so it's uh it's either going to happen the way that we want it to happen or it's not going to happen at all and i think uh jury's out a little bit obviously no one really knows what the next few months are going to hold but this is you know over half a year away so we could be in a much better position so assuming bloodstock goes ahead what bands does everyone want to see? I think the lineup's pr- looking pretty good this year. Judas Priest, I talked about that last week, mm-hmm. how much I want to see them. Demi Borgia, really excited to see them. Oh yeah, that'd be a cool one. Oh, Silosis, that was one of the bands that we covered in a practice episode. They were alright, actually. I'm pretty excited to see um, Paradise Lost. Oh yeah, I've never listened to them before, actually. Ah, they're a big old goth metal band. Yeah, I recognise the name. And I've sort of been mm. thinking I should spend some time and try and get into Devon Townsend, because the people that like him, really fucking like him. Mm. You know, there must be something going on there. i got to say, though, I think I'm probably most excited for Castle Decapitation, who mm. I think are playing on the Saturday at the same time as Merciful Fate. Yes, they are. Because I'm not a Merciful Fate fan. Sorry, Merciful Fate fans listening. That's next week's apology. Or one of you. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. That's, 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 there's at least four. I mean, I mean, well, so I mean they, they are, are headlining Bloodstock. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think there's 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 a band on the Friday who I don't know if you guys are aware of uh, Bloodywood, the Indian band. Yes, they yeah, yeah. are cool. Yes, they're from mm. uh, New Delhi, I believe. And an Indian band incorporating sort of well, what sounds to me like Indian music into the sound, right? They have a few mm. kind of uh, folk music elements there too, which is which is really interesting. That's there's cool. a couple of bands doing that at the moment. Maybe we'll talk about. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd love to cover some uh, metal from the far-flung places of the world. So uh, that's Bloodstock. Are there any other festivals you guys are hoping to go to? Well, of course, the advantage of Bloodstock is that it's close to home. You wouldn't want to mm. go um, booking a ticket to a festival in another country on a whim, would you, Ben? No. No, not after you've, you know, had a couple of drinks. No, that would impulsive. Silly. Even if the lineup's really, really good, it's just um, it's just not a good idea oh. at the moment to just go and book a festival 
in Poland on the 2nd of June, actually, uh, Mystic Festival, which me and Ben have bought tickets to <laughs> on a whim. <laughs> in case you couldn't tell by that foreshadowing, yeah, we've, we've done that. That's exactly what we did. We went and did that. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, the lineup looks absolutely incredible. The lineup is just beyond good, really, isn't it? Yeah, so, so Judas Priest are playing, and like I said last week... <laughs> I really want to see him, so I'm going to go see him twice. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, uh, yeah, so you've got Judas Priest headlining, Gojira headlining. Down the line, you have Mastodon. The Who. Who. <laughs> <laughs> you have Migler, Cells to Fear. Really? Igor, who I got into last mm-hmm. year, very unusual band. Baroness, you know, one of my sort of new favourite bands. Gavel Attack, absolutely brilliant. And then you've got mm-hmm. sort of other classics like Mayhem, Obituary, a whole bunch of good stuff, really. And Merciful Fate, again, so they must have some fans. <laughs> Leave them alone. <laughs> Oh shit, Alien Weaponry as well. Yeah, they're cool. Oh yeah, yeah. They're the um, New Zealand band, aren't they? The um... Yeah, yeah, they're singing sort of Maori and stuff. That's cool. Mm. Fucking cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, Believe From Within are playing too, and uh, for you metalcore fans out there, they're pretty good. They're a uh, they're yeah. Scottish... Oh, you... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you gotta stop. You gotta stop. Do, do you live in a world where like 99% of people are like black metal fans? Like, like, this tiny proportion of people who, who like other genres. <laughs> yeah, so Mystic Fest takes place in um, the shipyards in dance great mm. we went there last year to see behemoth yeah i think it's gonna be an awesome venue for a festival just let it happen please let us go i would be so pleased mm. and for anyone thinking of going <laughs> tickets are only about um well they're about 90 pounds yeah they're about which is pretty decent for a, a yeah a lineup of that caliber what about you josh have you got any festivals on the horizon the only major one for me this year would be arctangent which is in bristol oh yeah also kind of prog post ah. type of stuff it's got Opeth and Cult of Luna. Oh yeah, Cult of Luna. Yeah. Headlining, also Tesseract and and so on. Nice. There's really cool bands there. And I I I know we do a festival with just that kind of music before. Mm. I think it's gonna be a really interesting vibe. Yeah, it looks really really good. Got Perturbator. I'm mm. a big fan. I think Boss Keloid are playing as well. I think. You are. You're right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Royal Tomasi are playing also here. A kind of favorite of mine too. Mm. I think they're really mm. cool. There's there's a lot of interesting like cool bands there who I don't know how exciting they are they are to see live because sometimes with this kind of post proggy stuff can be a bit slow. But uh, I think it'd be a really cool mm. experience anyway. I think looking at this lineup I might end up just having to take a week off work and go to Arc Tangent and then immediately to Bloodstock. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh wait. It's, it's the other way around. Go to Bloodstock and then Arctangent. But... Yeah, so we also have Download Festival as well, hopefully going ahead this year in June. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is the, immediately uh... after Mystic Festival. Mm. So you've got Baroness, Aerostorm, who are classic, great live band. Korn, who live. I would love to see live. Not my favourite band, but definitely a really definitely be an interesting one. And then, of course, uh, System of a Down as well, who I've liked for a long time and still not seen live. Yeah, I'd love to see him live, definitely. There are a lot of bands here looking at the poster, which are real kind of teenage favourites of mine. You've mm. got Skillet and A Day to Remember and stuff. But you've also got some kind of interesting smaller bands as well. So I don't know if you guys know uh, Sleep Token. They're a super interesting kind of proggy... I don't know what they are. They're weird, but they're, they're cool. And they're mm. playing on the Friday. So this... I actually looked at the lineup before just now, and I kind of assumed it would be bad. But this is actually really cool. <laughs> yeah, no, they, there's always something good in the downloads lineup. Yeah. Yeah, I just hope it goes ahead. I think, fingers crossed, a lot of ground to cover before then in terms of COVID. But it is also quite a few months away. Well, if I may deliver a small piece of COVID good news. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Um... <laughs> Well, at the current rate we're vaccinating, I believe we'll be done with 75% of the population by July, which they think might be enough to give us herd immunity. Goddamn. If that is the case, then bloodstock's going ahead. So, in that spirit, 
we should talk about one of modern metal's most ubiquitous bands, System of a Down, and their album, Hypnotize. These are not mesmerized. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, System of a Down, formed in 1994 in California, and hailing from Armenia, and with such a weird sound, they've done pretty fucking well for themselves. So this album, Hypnotize, is their fifth album, which was released the same year as their fourth album, Mesmerize, both of which debuted at number one in the US, making them one of the only artists to do that, alongside the likes of Tupac and the Beatles. And apparently someone else called DMX, who I've never fucking heard of. So, System of a Down are an interesting one in terms of genre. Uh, it's really hard to define their sound. You've got everything from kind of Armenian folk influences to some of that sort of new metal sound of the 90s. They're one of those bands with these sort of huge hits like Chop Suey that everyone knows, even people who just don't listen to metal at all. And then you've got like completely bizarre and unknown songs like Gear Dance off Toxicity or Peephole off their self-titled albums. Obviously not nearly as commercially successful as some of their other work. Interestingly, I actually have... No idea how you guys feel about System of a Down. They're sort of a band that I was very into when I was younger and I've had a bit of a resurgence with recently. So they're not a band that we, as mates, have ever really talked about before. So I'll start with you, Josh. Josh, System fan? I think I am. I definitely really love tracks like, obviously, Chop Suey and Aerials. And I kind of was into them again as a teenager. I haven't really listened to them in a couple of years, though, to be honest. Mm, yeah. And I was never deep into them. Like, I kind of like listened to like, like Toxicity or whatever, and that was about it. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's been my first time I've really kind of spent a lot of time with the System album. And it's been... it's been I like it a lot. They're cool. Mm. I mean, they've got five albums. So they've got the self-titled album, Toxicity, Steal This Album. I'm about to miss one out, aren't I? Oh, no. And then Mesmerize and Hypnotize. That's five. <laughs> right? And then recently <laughs> they just released um, two singles which is Genocidal Humanoids and Protect mm. the Land and there was talk of that maybe turning into an album but I don't actually think they're sort of doing that now I've seen some comments from the band members and I, I think the likelihood of an album seems low mm. they're a band that's got quite a lot of side projects going on I think they they have definitely they, they have that outlet there and maybe they find it easier to work with that than each other for whatever reason yeah <laughs> there does seem to be a lot of uh band drama which i don't want to there's some on. tension yeah. you can no. kind of pick up yeah. on yeah and i mean serge tankian uh who's a singer for most of the albums is uh his side project is is great and has got a lot of that system sound darren malakian's project scars on broadway as well is a good one have you guys listened to either of those yeah i find myself going back to their self-titled album scars on broadway quite a lot uh, mm. it makes regular rotation for me oh yeah definitely to answer your question tom for me uh, system of down i was a huge fan of system of mm. down when i was younger and yeah i think the same as you they, they sort of crop up now and again like on a, a playlist you know and then uh definitely i just get sucked back in and then i'm like listening to them all the time for like a couple of months and that's <laughs> like, the thing you're, you're never far away from hearing a system of a down song especially something like Chip Suey or BYOB. I mean, they would play them at the sort of indie rock clubs that I used to go to when I was like 18. I mean, mm. System are sort of one of the first bands I properly got into just in general, I think. I used to do a paper round when I was like 12 and I'd borrow my brother's iPod. Aww. And uh, there was he had all of System of a Down stuff, all five albums on it. And there was the only sort of metal on there. And I just listened to it round, round, round on rotation, pretty much. So a big sort of gateway band for me. I think for sure. I think I think they're definitely they do kind of sit interestingly in that kind of crossroads, don't they? Between mm. I don't know if I want to say indie or something, but definitely like more mainstream music. Yeah, sort of alternative rock. Yeah, uh, but also they're very at the same time as being very accessible. They're very they've got a very complex and, and weird sound. Mm. Like a lot of very strange noises and things come out of that band. There's a lot of shit going on there, isn't there? Yeah, because uh, I remember being into them in school and you know what it's like people are like uh 
of people talking a lot of shit about metal when you're that age and you always feel kind of def- I don't know about you guys felt kind of defensive of it mm. sort of growing up but I remember thinking like yeah but have they even listened to System of a Down because you can't listen to that band and be like these guys don't know what the fuck they're doing oh well maybe a bit <laughs> <laughs> they have some pretty weird songs on there don't they yeah but that's the crazy thing about System of a Down I think is that they they can go from singing about like bananas and like anal sex mm. and then <laughs> covering like the bombing of hospitals which yeah pretty serious stuff you know like they can swing that whole sort of um and there is a consistent message behind it all you know like a lot of sort of um anti-media anti-war yeah. like rhetoric in there but yeah they, and i think since down i couldn't really describe their sound if you gave me like loads yeah. of sound <laughs> they're so unique yeah. and i think especially um serge's vocals they're so like you know like it's into metal but he fucking makes it work they are so difficult to place sort of genre wise darren malakian said that his influences on this album hypnotize were everything from sort of alternative rock stuff like the kinks to even like motown stuff like supremes you know they did that song um baby love if you listen to it you'd you'd recognize it (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then even stuff like uh like dark throne as well like black metal and you can hear those sort of occasional black metal moments. And then, like you said as well, you've got that um, like Armenian folk moments in there as well, yeah. which are like, it, it comes together in such a eclectic mix of influences mm. that it, I think this is the kind of band that's only going to happen, you know, once. I yeah, don't think there'll absolutely. be a band where you're like, oh, these guys are just like System of Down. You know, mm. like the closest thing I think you can get to it is their side projects, which is basically just the elements of it amplified depending mm. on the individual you're listening to. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Definitely. Is it just the two of them that have side projects? Surgeon, um, Darren. I think there's another one. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, and I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I gotta say, I like their side projects, but there's there's definitely something kind of magical that happens when they get together as a group. I think it's the interplay as well for me. Um, like, I think Sister of Down's music is really good, but I think without Serge and Darren's vocals, mm. I don't think they'd be nearly as good. I think those two really set it off for me, yeah. especially like you know Serge having that more like operatic, like unusual kind of tone, and then um, Darren has quite like an unusual like. It's creepy sort of like, like twist to it like it's, it's like so nasal but somehow doesn't mm. it doesn't grate do you know what i mean yeah it just sounds like it sounds like it comes from some some like a really genuine place i sort of imagine that he must be aware that his voice is kind of weird and probably in a lot of context doesn't have great commercial value but he's just still <laughs> throwing his like he's throwing his lungs behind it completely it comes off like really well. It, it feels like the music as a whole is much more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. You know, like the Surge's yeah. voice by itself would be kind of like, it's really cool, but it wouldn't be like this massive thing. Mm. And same with the guitars and the drums and so forth. I think particularly with all these weird elements coming together, no one element, if I do say so, is that amazing but when you combine all of it together, yeah, it's really good. It's straightforward, isn't it? It's like, um, you know, the music isn't like, it's not some mad kind of proggy sort of insane, like, you know, you wouldn't go to System of a Down and like watch like a drum cam necessarily of like, you know, somebody at the absolute height of their playing. Because it's not really what it's about. It's almost mm. like with Nirvana. It's like most people can learn Nirvana songs quite easily on a guitar, but they're just so well written. Yeah. They just sound great, you know? And I think the thing is, especially with this album, is like, it's so hooky. Like, there's just hooks throughout the songs. Like, you just, yeah. you don't want to step away from a song because something new is happening over and over again. 
and it's going in a different direction. Yeah, and they are really catchy. I, I find myself singing along to most of the album, mm. even though when I looked at the track list ahead of you know listening through the album this week, I was like, I don't know if I remember all these songs. But mm. then as soon as I started playing, I was singing along to them like I was cool sixteen year old yeah. singing at the back of the bus. <laughs> yeah, again, I know. But especially when you're a teenager, they're heavy as fuck, so you get that kind of like great heavy moments. But also they're doing a lot of interesting shit, and it's got those like emotional sing along moments. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's some really emotional tracks on there. It kind of also is interesting how a lot of system music is really political, particularly with them. I know I said is very involved in a lot of advocacy for Armenia, mm. particularly around recognizing the Armenian genocide. I think it's interesting kind of hearing, like you say, these in attack or I think it's a soldier side, you know, there's all these there's a lot of political kind of tentative, yeah, yeah. quite on the nose messages going Definitely. on in there. But it's 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 really catchy and it's a really good song mm. it's kind of it kind of does double duty with the emotional bits and the political bits it's they've cool. got all these political songs but they also go into sort of stuff that is just sort of light-hearted and funny and i think there's something quite clever mm. about mm-hmm. putting very serious things with like very not serious things mm. the song kill rock and roll is literally about darren Blakin hit a rabbit with his car and then he <laughs> talks about how he felt like the biggest <laughs> asshole because killing a rabbit was like killing rock and roll oh, right and uh that's why it's got that bit from. eat all the grass that you want accidents happen in the dark <laughs> right okay makes sense yeah. now i think their lyrics are like sufficiently like metaphorical that it's there is room for interpretation mm. but there's still a message there and it doesn't come off as like trying too hard or being too like on the nose i think sometimes mm. you know musicians can just sort of be a bit too straightforward and you're kind of like yeah okay this feels like preaching yeah but yeah guys any standout tracks for me attack was probably the best song oh really i just really like how high energy it was Mm, yeah i really enjoyed it not one of my favorite actually really okay maybe i just Mm. like the kind of screaming about attacking people yeah (laughs) but um (laughs) i also like soldier side quite a lot i think i was kind of yeah i mean i i liked um honestly i i I love most of the album like almost every song it's really hard to pick Mm. i love attack hypnotize lonely day i think it's an amazing song holy mountains another amazing song but then even something like vicinity of vicinity i like wouldn't pick that as a favorite but then whenever it plays i can't help but like start singing to it and then i sort of stop halfway through and think what the fuck am i saying yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's all great man yeah i think if I was really pushed, I'd probably pick... What was I going to pick? I'd probably pick Lonely Day. I think Lonely Day is probably my favourite. It's uh, a bit really? of a slower song, but um, it's just such like an like, absolute banger to put on the end of the album oh, where yeah. you just like... They've had all this energy throughout and then Lonely Day is a little bit little bit lower energy, but like the emotional like belting it outside of it. it is yeah, just it, like, they, they... I would give that the, the chef kiss of approval. <laughs> they hit hard emotionally, don't they? They really can do it. I think my favourite song is I think probably hypnotize kill rock and roll i really like that one i just love the eat all the grass that you want bit it's just so so unusual and they're just one of those bands where you can accept those sort of breaks from the music as part of it rather than like all doing loads of different styles to be edgy or something and then she's like heroin i love that song i think it's just like Mm. it's really dark and it hits that Mm. darkness really nicely like it's a really unusual example of a really dark song on quite like a fun album well i think out of um 12 tracks we just named 10 pretty pretty good (laughs) pretty fucking good so from one album that we all liked to another which I suspect we might all like, but who knows? Josh, what have we been listening to? We've been listening to The Immortal Wars by Xdeo. So Xdeo are this really interesting kind of concept band. The it's it's the singer from Cataclysm. It's his side project. And it's interesting oh, because yeah. they sound totally different to Cataclysm. And they've they've got a really strong theme. So the, the idea is that they're, they're, they're it's all the lyric songs about 
Roman times and about most of you kind of you know Roman wars and stuff like that. The Roman times, yeah, <laughs> not just everyday Roman songs about like, like aqueducts. Not, you know, <laughs> Claudius Estin Horto kind of stuff. It's you know proper. Caecilius, <laughs> oh, yes, that's the one. Um, it's it's they're kind of like Roman Sabaton, right? There are all these songs are about like various battles that the Romans fought yeah. and won yeah. or lost. And there are other songs kind of cover things like um, Caligula and, you know, battle, the Battle to the uh, Forest, the war between Mark Antony and I remember um, it well. uh, Augustus, I think it is. And now The Immortal Wars is kind of a stronger concert album in the sense it follows the second, second. Punic War. I thought it was um, kind of from third. The second. Yeah, no. that's what I've been hearing. Yeah, I heard somewhere recently that it was the third. That you, was my was that, shameful was wrong? mistake. Savage. <laughs> no, sorry. We shouldn't is, make you relive is, these wounds, Josh. I'm this sorry. is worse bullying than the metaphor <laughs> incident last time. But it's it's cool because because <laughs> the second Punic Wars got a lot of very big, large and live characters in it. Hannibal himself was a, he's the leader leader of the Carthaginian forces fighting the Romans. He was kind of a big charismatic figure in history, and you had a lot of big names and personalities going on here. And I think it makes some really good music because you've got a very strong narrative. I think it lends itself well to metal, right? Like you see a lot of these. Um like these bands you know like you said sabaton and like a monomath singing about like these epics mm. and i think um saying about that and a word that used to be thrown around a lot was battle metal mm. you don't really hear it so much these days but i mean that covers sort of everyone from like nile to as you say a monomath to like early ale storm these bands that have ancient warfare as their kind of <laughs> as their key motif it's quite good though right like i think it yeah, I love it. It's really yeah. interesting, and um, I think like the epicness of a story is definitely, especially when I was listening to Dio, it like comes through. Like mm. they, they have a real epic sound, yeah. and you kind of like. And metal really lends itself to this sort of thing. You know, you can have those sort of fast mosh songs, which are almost like battles. You can have a sort of power ballads, which is like ah, oh, the yeah. fall of I don't know Constantinople. Or I something. think <laughs> the best thing about this one though is that it combines this really strong, like you say, the things that metal suited to. We've got this really kind of cool storyline and his history and context. But it's also just, in my opinion at least, a really well-written, really tightly recorded, really good album. Yeah. All the instruments sound good. Mm. Vocals sound good. It's really exciting. There's no boring stuff. There's not. It doesn't drag, I don't feel, at any stage, really. It's kind of really fast all the way through and really intense. And you've got this really cool interplay between mm. a mix of different orchestral instruments with you know strings and percussion and these weird sort of, you know, manly chancer i was like yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i love that bit (laughs) sounds it's cooler than it's cooler than i'm making it sound and it plays in really well with all the with all the riffs and things where it's you know the riffs are kind of still like death metal Mm. yeah i I gotta agree with you i think the um the sort of flavor of death metal they're playing um it's really well executed Mm. it's really tight really like well played it's not particularly um stand out on its own and i think it is that combination with the of like the theming mm. and then the uh the more orchestral things like the drums to me they had a lot of like orchestral sort of drumming involved in like string sections even like a brass section on a couple of songs that was like yeah that, really that cool was just like yeah yeah and i think as you say like the, the riffs are strong but they're not sort of it's almost not what you're listening to you're kind of listening to this sort of charging symphonic sound in the background yeah definitely there's a bit in one of the songs The Crossing of the Alps yeah man where that is I think you know what I mean where it kind of it, 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 the first verse ends I think, I think but it, it's not quite the chorus but it goes into this really cool sort of drum fill around the toms with this big riff mm. And that would be cool by itself. Then you've also got this extra sort of orchestral percussion coming in on kind of the offbeats and things, which is really sort of like takes the cake 
ices it. That's a little sprinkle <laughs> on top. And I think that's what makes this album really great. Mm. And I just, as you can tell, I really like it. Yeah. I'll just keep gushing. Yeah, you, so you seem to something. really love this. Like, I mean, and, and like, <laughs> good. You know, it is really, really good. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed this. From right from the first song, you know, the, the Rise of Hannibal was a great start. And I, as soon as I put it on, I kind of like leaned back in my chair. I was just smiling, like. This is going to be a good yeah. week. <laughs> like I'm going to enjoy of, this. You relax into it. Oh yeah. You? yeah, you're yeah. just like, oh yeah, here we go. I mean, yeah, I thought it was an absolute blast, like all the way through. It feels like a kind of like a call to war, Absolutely. and yeah. it's like got that real. It is like a, it's like summoning up this kind of furious, like warlike energy. It, it's it, there is something kind of militaristic about it, but not in a sort of like slightly cringy way that a lot of, <laughs> a, lot of a lot of music can be. It's like, uh, you know, because it's set in that sort of ancient context and stuff, it feels kind of legit. I don't know. I just wanted to, you know, I could just imagine someone singing it with like a fucking sword in hand, like pointed towards their enemy, charging into battle. I love all that mm. shit, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great, yeah. I think you, you touched on something there, which I think is like, a good point it is kind of like a silly concept to me like i think if you sold this to me with like the idea of it's it's like roman metal i'd be like what are you yeah. talking about <laughs> but then <laughs> yeah i know what you mean but then i think that's the same with a lot of battle metal you know yeah one of the reasons i didn't get into x deo initially was the kind of roman thing i was like right well i get vikings and i get pirates and i get egyptians <laughs> but i don't really get romans i was like that's too that's gone too far now that's just too much because <laughs> i was like rome's all sort of clean and like militaristic and ordered and stuff but this album has a kind of a militaristic ferocity to it doesn't it mm. i suppose it's kind of from the point of view of hannibal anyway isn't it yeah, yeah. well it's it, it's interesting because i think i think like you say it's from point of view hannibal who like he's a fascinating character in history and and he's sort of a you know he's a military genius that's still kind of taught today so he he's mm. he can, he's quite easy to base your cool concert album on josh stop yeah. trying to teach me history <laughs> <laughs> you're making me want to learn about this it's not what we came here for <laughs> i'm sorry no it's good but it's also this I is like... to learn. <laughs> no one came here to no facts allowed. If anything, you're going to be stupider after listening to this podcast. <laughs> no, so this is their third studio album. Their first two were cool, but this is way better than their earlier work, in my opinion. I think I think it's it's kind of a huge leap forward. So I think it's interesting how they, they took a bit of time to nail the formula, I feel. I did have a listen to, um, I think they have a song called Caligula. I think the album might yeah. be totally the same. That was, I thought it was pretty good. But yeah, this... This album seemed to be where it really came together. Really enjoyed it. Definitely. I think um, you know, the narrative gives so much room to have such a range of emotions. It can be like exciting. It can be aggressive. It can be sort of sad and stuff. Uh, there's so many genre influences in here as well. Like We're sort of broadly describing it as death metal. I don't know if it even necessarily does fit yeah, into no. that category. Particularly, there's so, yeah. many, so many elements of like traditional like heavy metal all the way to some even some bits that kind of reminded me of like hardcore and stuff you know and like metalcore kind of oh, really? yeah some of the sort of softer guitar sections some of the really mm. like spitting like vocals yeah, I was gonna say the vocal he's got style, a very like that. aggressive vocal style yeah. it's not like he's sort of dropping down into his diaphragm and giving it a sort of full-on yeah. guttural he's he's like belting it out he's mm. yelling I, you know i think it's i think i know what you mean in particular like there's one bit which sounds really silly in isolation but somehow works in the song whether lyrics he you know the lyrics are the general directing troops on the battlefield or something which which mm. as i say and as the listener hears this is going to sound like the worst shit ever right but somehow, <laughs> that sounds amazing 
somehow it gets pulled off properly. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's got this quite interesting kind of delivery uh, throughout mm. it. They actually have a, new, a, a more recent single out called uh, Philosopher King. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, cool. which was written with um, the keyboard player from Flesh God Apocalypse. Oh, right. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of got a, a more orchestral feel to it, which is cool. Okay, I, I, I must have overlooked that. I'll have to check that out. Man, that sounds good. Yeah, I'd love to see what else they do. And I mean, it's really invigorated my interest in um, just battle metal in general. Yeah. <laughs> it just works so well for the genre. So um, what was everyone's kind of favorite bits, standout tracks? I This is going to sound weird. Out with it. I think my favorite bit was the bit with all the like elephant sounds. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like the, uh, the whipping the, like, sound effects. The whips and like, the drums and stuff. <laughs> That's in, um... just, at that point, I was like, this is kind of moving me mentally to a different space. And uh, yeah. I was there in that moment. But definitely, uh, you know, favorite songs, Rise of Hannibal and Hispania, which I think are the first two on yeah. the album. Just like, you, it just gets going so fast and they mm. they really are absolute killer and then the um i want to say Sarwaitorelia is that it um, Aurelia? Yeah. that's meant to be Saturnalia oh okay uh, they've written it kind of strangely cool um that's because that's like a song sort of an interlude it's like a minute and a half of kind of drums and like orchestra. it's quite epic <laughs> i fucking love that yeah uh, yeah it's really cool. it's fucking epic yeah. yeah yeah i think for me um you pick the first two songs yeah i'm gonna pick the last two i think spoils of war and the roman mm. were like my two favorites it felt like it like really built up to that like ending and i was just yeah great stuff I was just lent back in my chair sipping from a goblet of wine is that what a roman would be drinking yeah. i don't know <laughs> wearing yeah, like the wine. wearing my toga <laughs> That's what this genre does to you man it's like whenever i listen to Turusess. They got that song, um, the Court of Jasliev, and it starts with like it's like a Middle Eastern folk, like polka sort of sound mm. <laughs> and you could just imagine like being there at some foreign court like a sword by your side drinking a goblet of wine <laughs> it's really <laughs> just having conquered some distant lands all, that's all i want to do we just want to cosplay on. basically <laughs> yeah that's all a medal is really. yeah just cosplaying as motorhead most of the time anyway <laughs> i mean that's pretty fat <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty fucking accurate <laughs> yeah i think i think to be honest this this josh this may have made its way into my regular uh rotation now oh, wow. a couple of songs here that i just yeah, definitely, man. I, I, throughout the week, I, I listened to the album for a couple of times, and then I was like working, and I was just like, God, I just want to put on some XDO. Like, I just want, I just want to hear this yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I need to be hyped up, and it works. It's good. It's really nice. good. I, I think this would be great music to just like go for a run to or something. Yeah, like I that. see that. <laughs> great music to conquer Gaul to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for me, I think my standout tracks are probably Rise of Hannibal, mm. Crossing mm. the Alps, and yeah, I think man. the Battle of Zama. But I mean, that's quite a lot of the albums. So, yeah. Think... Well, between us, again, we've named almost the entire album. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good fucking. So, yeah, we're doing pretty well this week, and I'm hoping we can go free for free. Free good album. So up next, we're talking about "Staring to Death and Be Still" by Ulcery. Okay, so Ulcerate. Um, they're a New Zealand-based extreme metal band. Um, I say extreme metal as a pretty vague placement because I think they sit somewhere between uh, like post death atmospheric black metal maybe a bit avant-garde metal but i don't really like that label either yeah i, I think that description alone that selection of genres kind of gives you a good idea of what you get into the band themselves have been active since 2000 and they've produced six full-length albums in that time as well as a couple of eps well i did not know that yeah they've been around for a while and we're talking about their sixth studio album today so their most recent uh staring to death and be still released last year which has been pretty well received made its yeah, way a lot of hype around this one. yeah it's made its way into a lot of those um top 10 albums of 2020 you see floating around towards mm. the end of the year so yeah let's talk about it what did you think guys yeah man i mean i so i'd heard a lot about this album 
And I'd kind of heard the name Ulcerate around quite a lot, but I didn't know anything about it. And I was sort of, because I knew we were going to cover it, I was sort of holding off and like waiting. I had it in my head that it was sort of straight up black metal. Mm. And I think in general, I was imagining something quite different to what it was. So, I mean, I enjoyed this album, but for quite different reasons than I was expecting. I sort of, I found it was quite like chill. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's just it's yeah it's enjoyable to listen to in terms of like the drumming is just so so good. Uh, you just kind of don't sit talk there. to me about drumming. <laughs> <laughs> ben has got time for your nonsense about drumming, Tom. <laughs> I mean, I'm someone who I I, I, <laughs> I listen to an album on Spotify called something like Big Drum Solos. I can't remember, <laughs> and it's about like forty drum solos back to back. So I'll just listen to it all day, kind mm. of thing. And this was a bit like that. I just, to put it on and just kind of just have those drums going on in the background the whole time was an absolute pleasure. And not to mention the kind of, the sort of dripping guitar sound all the way through. Mm. It's almost, almost smooth, almost post-metal, yeah. ambient. Yeah, definitely. I was kind of in the same boat, really, with Tom. Like, I'd listened to Ulcerate before, um, years ago. I listened to everything as fire a few times and I thought it was cool. When I listened to this, I kind of expected it to be, I don't know, I expected it to be different, but it's, it's, re- it's, 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 it's a really strange experience experience but in a good way because it's like it's sort of like sinking into a kind of pit right and you, mm. you know like you do something with like <laughs> no but like, you know when you listen to like a atmospheric black metal or like a like mm. a doom or something like that you kind of get up enveloped in this kind of like black kind of fog yeah absolutely yeah it's a bit like that but it's also really fast and intense it's a weird mm. feeling i think that's one, one of the things it's very disorienting yeah, yeah i heard one description of the sound as nauseating and i quite liked that because it <laughs> kind of is it's that like overwhelming just swirling sound around you and you just sort of mm. yeah you just become fully enveloped in it like and, and you want to play it loud right i don't know if that's just me yeah, but i definitely. want it loud i mean for that reason it, it reminded me a lot of um i'm gonna say migler because i'm not entirely sure how they're supposed to be pronounced a Polish black metal band. They have that just that it just has that all encompassing kind of total surrounding sound mm. and this kind of feeling of like total impenetrability, darkness, dissonant, atmospheric. I tell you what actually, I was enjoying listening to it in terms of thinking, well, this is cool. This is kind of this is very, very good. It's almost like it's like artisan level of yeah. like production and yeah. like yeah. you know. But I, I I think I kind of got it a bit more when I was actually getting the tube on like a freezing day and just like going through all those tunnels full of like pipes and like steam vents <laughs> yeah. and like grates and all just that kind of industrial urban like enclosed environments. Mm. Suddenly it sort of it started to make perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. You need a kind of bleak environment for the bleak music. Kind of. Yeah, you know what? It's, like just on that, like because I know you're not saying like bleak in like a depressing way, because I find that it's like mm. bleak, but then like equally uplifting at the same time. I found that like some of the um, I think the way they they change between being really really high paced and then really slow. And then changing back, mm. and and I think at times it even got a bit like noodly in there. Like the guitars were kind of yeah. separating off from the drums, and then they bring it back with a really high tempo piece. And it it wasn't oppressive and depressing. It was like oppressive, and then a sudden like burst of energy, and you just feel you're up again. And then like I tell you what, I I know that feeling definitely. Uh, I think Megler um, is a band that I'm going to go back to a lot in terms of comparisons. Yeah. Where you know, Exercises in Futurity is the name of one of their albums, and it's supposed to be bleak and nihilistic and kind of almost like depressing. But actually, there's some level of like nihilistic beauty about it, where it's almost saying like, 
nothing really matters, but like we are what we are as living organisms, yeah. and it's like strange. It kind of feels like a, a storm <laughs> yeah. like brews up and then like dissipates out when it gets into those more like low tempo parts. Like, it definitely, I mean, it's it's an existential crisis. <laughs> so if you're looking for that, have a listen. <laughs> oh, I, I think um, in terms of the sound, I. I would have preferred some like slightly clearer vocals in places, just to maybe guide some of that sort of stuff. Yeah, lyrically. I know what you mean. I, I did. I did have a similar thought, um, but I couldn't think of how I would change it. I do feel perhaps that the kind of horrible, difficult to understand vocal style kind of adds to the disorienting, nauseating feel. Yeah, that. yeah, I think you're right. Mm. It would. Mm. It would maybe be more listenable, but it wouldn't be. Um, also, and there's a lot perhaps. of um, yeah. effects on the vocals as well, and there was a lot of like reverb oh, yeah, and yeah. you know things like that. So it, it's yeah. Again, it's. It's that thing in metal where, like, the voice is an instrument. You know, maybe understanding the lyrics mm. aren't so key. It is totally that, yeah. I almost feel like if you take the old style of production where it's, like, vocals on top, then guitar, then drums, it's almost total opposite of that in a way. Mm. It's like you're listening to the drums. Yeah. Vocals, the <laughs> okay. Guitars sort of just... Yeah, sorry, we've just mentioned drums again, and I feel like I didn't say this. I really fucking love the drums on this album. <laughs> I gotta say it. It's gonna become a thing, but... um. Yeah, it was again when I was listening to this, I was just like, what was I saying? Because, like, there's so many good, like, <laughs> fills and just, like, guides the whole music. Like, I think the drummer's name is Jamie, <laughs> Jamie St. Marat. Um, probably saying that wrong. But, um, God, yeah, it's so good. And it's such a, like, I think what you just said, you really nailed it. It's not layered in terms of, like, vocals on top, guitars, drums. They're, they're all playing an equal part. And I think, I might be wrong, but I think there's only three members in the band. And they get a lot out of the three of them. Wow, yeah. But like doing above and beyond and then coming together amazingly. Like. Also, the guitar work in it's really interesting because there's not much in the terms of like, I don't think like proper kind of memorable riffs or like chugging away or like freshing or mm. anything like that. It's literally almost like a kind of endless like <laughs> it's not yeah. like endless noodling. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna make it sound yeah. bad, but almost everything we're saying sounds bad, but we mean it in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. can you imagine any like can you imagine in any other context, describing a, a band as nauseating and disorienting yeah. is meaning it in a positive way. <laughs> and it was a saying, but it leaves me feeling uplifted. <laughs> That's the thing. If, um, I don't know, the Arctic Monkeys or something came out of a song and everyone was like, this is just nauseating, disorientating, <laughs> disgusting, existential, bleak, nihilistic, oppressive, impenetrable. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, well, they fucked up. <laughs> I guess that's a zero out of ten. But this is, it's exactly what it's supposed to be, isn't mm. it? You know? Yeah. I yeah. found, for me though, like, it didn't quite break through emotionally like that. Didn't feel like I had that kind of what I'd always call like an existential breakthrough that you get from like black metal where you listen to it and it's like, oh, nothing matters, but but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I think I'm the same as you. I, I really enjoyed it. And I think it's always going to be in my mind because it is really good. Mm, but I mm. don't know if this would be the thing I'd come back to. I, I went through a bit of like a post-metal phase in 2017 went saw a lot of live mm. post-metal bands this had me feeling about like listening to them again i don't know yeah. whether or not ulcerate will be the top of that list but man i'd love to see them live and you know i want to hear what else they do I, I feel like this album is a real it's evident they've been building this sound for a long time because i suppose the good news is if you like this album their previous album sounds quite similar so but this mm. is like a more refined yeah. version of that so you know if you like this there's more of it yeah definitely and i think um one thing i found was that after i wasn't listening to the album songs the, the sound of it was staying in my head not particular songs or particular moments but almost like i could just make up a song in my mind (laughs) do you know what i mean because it's so random and chaotic Mm. 
that you it's almost like the sound the kind of whole flow of the music stays in there i know exactly what you mean because the i don't know if i'm using the right word for it because i'm not a guitarist but the trebly sound of the guitar yeah that sound is really unique and it's kind of throughout the whole album and it's really Mm. sort of that feels like the signature in a way And, and i know what you mean about the sound kind of being captured much more than individual songs or riffs because whilst there are kind of riffs, I think the one from Title Track actually, yeah, yeah, definitely, is is big. It's much more the overall context of that sound that's the thing that you you take away from it. At least I found, yeah, one hundred percent, yeah, for sure. At certain points, it kind of reminded me of. Have you guys heard Organic Hallucinosis by Decapitated? It's like a, a technical death metal mm. album, but it has that kind of total chaos, slightly ambient sort of sense of it, and it's sort of like the music almost seems to change direction and come back on itself over and mm. over again. It reminded me of that in a lot of ways, although this is, I feel like that's slightly more machine-like and industrial, and this has slightly more kind of elemental sound. Funny how you use words like that, and I know mm. exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. It, it, I know exactly. Exactly. It's Elemental is a really great to put, actually. Yeah. It does feel a bit mm. like some kind of cosmic force in a way, doesn't it? Or like it the is, ocean yeah. waves or something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had a lot of imagery <laughs> in my head of like storms brewing and then like, you know, lightning over stormy uh, oceans. Puts you in that mindset. It would be a, a difficult sell to someone who wasn't into metal. Yeah, yeah. I think we've, we've covered a couple of albums this week which were all very different. And I think if you yeah. wanted to introduce someone to metal, maybe start with System of Down and not Ulcerate. It's <laughs> kind of like. <laughs> Yeah, we'd go in pretty much this exact order. Yeah, you start with System of Down. Before you know it, you're cosplaying as a Roman, and then you're having an existential crisis at the end of the night because you've just got on. That's the path that all malheads are walking down. They just want some sort of really heavy, fun party music. And before you know it, they're they're describing something as bleak to mean good. Yeah, I liked it. Really good. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. nice. I really liked how nauseating it sounded. (laughs) Yeah, horrible, horrible album. Loved it. (laughs) So, Ben, any standout tracks? Right, yeah, I think this is a difficult one. Um, And I'm interested to see what you guys think as well, because I don't really think this album lends itself to standout tracks. I I found the only track that really sticks in my head, honestly, is the titular track, um, Staring to Death and Be Still. Because that one, I think, yeah, me too, like, yeah. like Josh said, it has that, that really signature guitar sound that you hear throughout the whole album. But then, and again, this is like another bad thing that I'm saying, but it's totally not. The whole album comes as like a package. Like, you want to put this on and let it play for an hour. Yeah, You, you don't just dip into this, yeah. I, I think. What, what do you guys think? I, I agree. I think it, come, it comes off almost like a sonic experience. You know? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I'm definitely on the same page. It, it, it almost, I think, would lend itself best to being like that Sleep album, which is one song, mm. or that bell witch album which is one song it just it, you can't really break it up into bits it's just yeah, one sure. thing you almost just it? want to get into like a, a sensory deprivation tank and just sort of <laughs> God, flow that would either be things. amazing or i would never sleep again i'm not sure <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I, I definitely think yeah title track was that would be where i'd go to if i was going to come back to the album just for like one song i feel like this is almost this album's almost like you know that subreddit artisan videos yeah. you could almost Wait. like put it on there and people would be like oh yeah, yeah. no i see this and is those are wanky <laughs> comments about how metal's actually quite artistic like yeah we know all right <laughs> yeah it's actually it's actually really really complicated and, uh, and intelligent <laughs> you have to be pretty smart to like um you know aborted pig fetus <laughs> <laughs> oh i spat my drink across my laptop <laughs> so in this song stab wound the band Necrophagist are actually advancing a deep political treatise. <laughs> the thing about Lateralis is, right, it follows the food hey, she seeks. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Too far! Yeah, we'll Too get far. onto that. 
later in the season. It, it, it doesn't follow the, follow the Fibonacci sequence. It follows the first like five of the Fibonacci sequence, and then just repeats. So it's, it's oh, and that's not, not good enough for you, Josh. Okay. Well, the Fibonacci okay, sequence I'm, I'm, is a sequence I'm triggered. Let's, that's let's good. Move on. Let's, yeah. let's talk about tools. <laughs> it's objectively not the Fibonacci sequence. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got two coming later in the season, haven't we? Yeah, we, we yeah we've got the new album I so. uh, later on. Every look forward to that. It will be. I am looking forward me to that. To be honest, gushing for an hour. So, oh sorry, staring to death and be still. Yeah, very nice. Um, Good stuff. I think we summed it up earlier. Yep, made me feel nauseating. Sick. I loved it. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Disgusting. Ten out of ten. So guys, that was System of Down with Hypnotize. We had XDO with Immortal Wars and Ulcerate with Staring to Death and Be Still. Disgusting. Wow, what a week. What do you guys think? Really good stuff all around, actually. Absolutely. All the albums are great. Sometimes when you listen to music for a review or something like that, it can be a bit difficult to get through it. You know, if it's a genre you aren't a big fan of or if the, you know... But I think, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Look at us. A lot of fun. Well done, everyone. Big I think we've had oh, another yeah, pattern. Yeah, aren't we good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's worth saying that later on in the season, I think we will have some stuff some of us will hate. <laughs> I'm certain of it. I think we're starting out oh, I can't wait. on fairly even footing and all agreeing and stuff, especially this that. week. And I predict yeah. next week probably as well. I think coming up there's going to be some... Uh, some, <laughs> some arguments between us. We might fall out. This podcast's going to finish. Yeah. So yeah. Um, speaking of next week, what are we What are we going to be talking about, Tom? So next week we're going to be listening to Headstrong, an album by a fresh punk band from Cornwall called Rash Decision, mm. who I've been into for quite a yeah, long time. Yes, and who I have now been exposed to for many years because of you. Yeah. So <laughs> I, am, I am pretty familiar with this. Not through yeah, ever man. putting it on myself, but I you know. have met a similar fate. <laughs> oh, you live with the guy, so <laughs> often in the kitchen whilst trying to make my breakfast. Oh yeah, hey, that's good early morning music, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Let's not give too much away. So, um, Josh, what, what are you? What are you bringing for next week? I'm bringing Thousands of Evils by Vilgiata. I thought you were just bringing Thousands of Evils. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just bringing hundreds of demons and devils and stuff to unleash upon you. <laughs> um, no, so Vilgiata are a Swedish kind of gent prog Ooh, okay. band. I think this might be controversial. They gent. actually call themselves um, like Fall. So they've got, you know, like gents coming on out of here. They have their own, their own one. Right. Oh, really? Like it's Fall or Thal or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm um, interested. I think this could go either way yeah. for me. I, um, it's, um, they, it looks I like a short album, really cool. so that's cool. <laughs> They do a lot of interesting stuff. They've got a lot of very... I think you'll like it, actually. They've got a lot of very horrible-sounding, discordant music, but they've also got a lot of cool... Yeah, I like things that sound horrible. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Nauseate. I describe it as nauseating, but in the best way possible. My favourite. Terrible, but fantastic. And yeah, and I I will be bringing uh, Goat Snake with their album Black Age Blues. Sweet. I'm looking forward to that one, yeah. Yeah, they're an American... uh, They're labelled as doom metal, but there's just a lot going on in there. There's uh, harmonica on a lot of songs. It's got a bit of like American country. They've got a lot of influences in there. They're They're pretty good. That's all I'll say about that. Absolutely. Sounds good. Cool. Well, I suppose nothing else to say, but thank everybody for listening to episode two of the Metal Face podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. I'll see you guys next week. I'll hear you guys next week. Hey. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was the Metal Face podcast. Go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for Season of Mist, Carrick, Anger, and Separation for their music in the intro. And thank you to Johnny Peterson for Transition Music for Out. Go check out his projects at Heads for the Dead, Massacre, Worm Veil, and Wombat. And most importantly, thank you for listening. Take it easy, and hail Satan.